7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's not all that shy is right. <laughs> Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Oh, I'm just getting ready to go to bed, actually. <laughs> well, not quite. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, this is because this episode is all about sleepovers. Um, I don't know if, you know, when you were younger... When you used to go around your friends' houses, whether you used to have sleepovers, um, you know, thing I always remember. And uh, uh, I'm sure Nick and I have spoken sort of fleetingly about it. But, you know, used to have chats, you know, as you're sort of drifting off to bed. Um, and, uh, yeah, you often sort of confided in people or told them things or asked them questions or discussed subjects you wouldn't, do when the lights were on <laughs> when you were either slightly drunk or um or very drunk uh, and also half asleep and one of you would drop off mid-conversation uh, anyway that's what we're going to be doing this episode i'll explain more but i think we should run the theme music so uh, let's do that now run that theme music darling it's the shy life podcast <laughs> <laughs> The you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Um, I'll, I'll go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. This particular episode of The Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. <laughs> okay, looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, have you ever found out my secret? Maybe he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. It's positively glowing. It's all green. You see it? Yup, 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 yup. So, yeah, sleepovers. This has been an episode that we've been putting together for a little while, actually. Since I sort of was thinking back to those days doesn't happen much these days i mean i guess you know you can sort of maybe a lot of people yeah have have kind of sleepovers with their partners and uh and chitter chat but one way or another because i've been a snorer uh for a long time and because um although i now have a cpap you can't really uh have a chat, a sleepover chat with a CPAP mask on. Although what I 
uh, have done for the recordings of this episode is uh, I made sure I was the, the, the not the one who fell asleep first, so I was able to put my CPAP on after I finished recording. But uh, so so who 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 are the sleepovers with? You may ask. Um, well, all of my sleepover buddies. It's kind of past that you know past that stage where 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 you have the opportunity to. My my uh, biggest sleepover buddy was Nick uh, when he was single, or at least um, before he moved in with his girlfriend, uh, eventually to be wife, Ali. So, so you know, I'm sure if you know, Nick and I went and stayed in a hotel, which we've been talking about, we've been talking about going down to Plymouth to see my niece and to see um, uh, uh, Nick's family, uh, we'd probably share a hotel room there. Uh, so I'm sure we would get the opportunity. There's still the potential to have sleepover chat. But, uh, yeah, it's not happened as yet. Um, and I don't think there's anyone else that I... I don't sleep over at many people's houses, you know, uh, anymore, if any. Um, well, yeah, Nick, but I, uh, but I have my own bedroom at his house. Um, um, I, I've been on holiday with, you know, Callum, but... Uh, again, we we never really had that sort of chatter thing after the lights were out. Because um, he'd often read the paper, so sometimes I'd just get bored and, and I'd turn the light off in my bed. And um, Yeah, it's definitely something associated with the, I don't know, 90s, maybe noughties. But anyway, I don't want to say too much because I think we talk about it a bit... Um, during uh, the recordings. Now, there are three or four recordings, but we'll also have some some Sutton Park, some, I don't know, a quiz. I don't know what we'll have, but we'll have something else to break it up. It won't just be our chatter. Now, uh, you, I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the recordings will come out fine, but they might be a little bit more subdued than normal because, um, yeah, I wanted to get that sort of vibe that we had when you're sort of, in bed just sort of chatting to somebody in the next bed from you and you're just sort of sharing natter um there are yawns i will warn you that there are yawns i yawned um because you know it was sleepy time really but uh, so yeah it's not it's not quite like usual it's a bit different but anyway still not told you who who who, who is my sleepover buddy uh, well, obviously, not yet Uncle John, because he's been in shame jail. And I can't imagine sharing a bedroom with him. It would be cataclysmic. Um, Martin, uh, you know, he he, he, uh, he usually does his own th- own thing. Uh, Ick has his spaceship. Of, of late, he's been being pregnant and stuff. So, yeah, likes his own space. So, um, my sleepover buddy is Cromarty, uh, which is kind of nice because uh, he he lets you speak. He doesn't interrupt too much, <laughs> but he, he'll say a few things, encourage you along. And uh, I've also known him for a very long time, so he knows some of the so- he knows the background of some of the stories that or situations that are waffling on about. But uh, anyway. Well, let's play the first 
um, of, of the sleepover chats. And uh, yeah, and then we'll move on to some something else, and then another chat, and then something else. And anyway, we'll see how it goes. Okay, uh, have a listen. Get get all cosy and uh, snuggle up for bed. And uh, here comes the first of the sleepover chats with comedy. Very long time, Comity. It's nice. Oh yes, Paul, it is nice. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very sleepy though. I don't know how long I will stay awake to chat. That's okay. That's okay. Used to have a lot of sleepovers back in the day. Uh, various different friends' houses. Um, uh, Nick particularly uh, used to have this little chair that would uh, fold out into a sort of ramshackle bed thing. Oh, I think I remember that, Paul. <laughs> I, forget, I forget you were there for a lot of it. Um, then I remember, of course, back in those days, you used to better sleep on the floor. You'd sleep on the floor at friends' houses or on sofas. But often, sort of, at university, you know, people only had um, one room. Yes, of course, Paul. Um, I, I must have slept in, in the same room as Harry many times, but I don't remember us having long late-night chats. Definitely did with Nick. Um, I remember sleeping on the floor at uh, my friend Robin's uh, rooms uh, at Oxford University. He was at Magdalen College. Um, but again, I don't remember if he was much of a chatterer. Uh, my friend George, who appeared as Basil in uh, Sutton Park, uh, I used to go around his house after we'd moved out of the house in Camberley. Uh, but again, you probably remember things like this. Oh, he's poor. I remember you moved out of Camberley. Yeah, and George moved to Aldershot. But he used to go round to his, uh, his house or his room um, to watch TV and record Sutton Park. And, uh, yeah, I think he had a mattress. Um, like a spare mattress that I could uh, sleep on. Um, which sort of took up most of the spare space in the room, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Then we used to go round to our friend Elaine's house before when she still lived with her parents. Uh, they were always putting people up. Very, very friendly, very, very accommodating. Um, yeah, Nick, Keith who became her husband. 
me we, we often used to stay over if we were going to a comic mart or something like that um, and uh, if there were three of you there couldn't all stay in the same bit but um, I think there was a bed made up in the end of the living room and then there was um, like a oh what you call it like a an annex room or I don't know what you call it and then you could get two beds in there so you could still sort of talk to the other two in the other room if you were the one in the in the, the front room because it was very close really and when was this Paul uh, oh, a lot of that was very early 90s um, yeah but uh, uh, for, for quite a few years yes 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 oh well you know time passes so quickly it does it does uh, oh uh random question of the night if you're in a sad mood what sort of music would you listen to oh well that's an interesting one paul what music would i listen to well i don't think i would listen to anything that was famous there was a little brass band that I remember used to play. Um, it was in Sutton Park, but uh, I remember, I don't suppose um, that there was actually a recorded record of it, but I heard them playing so much that I just have to think about it, and I remember, oh, wow. Well, I guess, I guess that happens when you know a song very well. Sometimes you, uh, you know, like, you remember lyrics and you don't even realise you've rem remembered the lyrics. I remember being on a school bus once. Um, I don't know where we were going, on a school trip or something. And there was this guy called James who was in my class. He later became a vicar. Well, he's still a vicar to this day. And um, I remember he started to either sing or speak the the lyrics to Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was even before. I, I, I've only been 12 or 13. This would have been in the early to mid-80s. I, I don't know if I'd quite started buying her records at that point. I wouldn't have had the money. Oh, Paul. Uh, all money I had went on Apple and Beatles records. <laughs> um, and he started saying the lyrics or singing them and suddenly I realised I knew them too and I, I didn't kind of realise I knew them uh, it, it must have I, I wasn't as into sort of that period of music at the time so yeah, yeah it's funny how things stick in your head Sometimes you don't know they're there until you are called to uh, <laughs> recite them or whatever. I uh, uh, did a quiz recently with uh, my friend Milo and, uh, and his flatmate. And um, during the, um, well, you know, there, there were rounds and then there were like chance to go and get a pint or have a 
have a smoke and Milo and went to have a smoke and in the previous rounds they'd always got back in time um, uh, you know before the next round started but I think because it was the last round perhaps they didn't have quite such a long break uh, so there I was the questions were all about uh, like occupations I'm sitting there thinking well, when are they coming back because I hadn't you know, been writing the answers down uh, in the previous rounds um, I think uh, Milo's flatmate had been um, anyway so I, the questions start and I start writing down the answer oh, I'm actually surprised I'm getting the um, uh, the answers right um, and um, up comes a, a question um, about Doc Holliday and what his profession is and I'm thinking oh everyone's probably thinking doctor in, in fact I think that's what most people were, were writing down but I wrote down and I said to the guys when they came back it's not doctor it's dentist and I, and I knew that because well I thought I knew it because of an obscure rather forgotten Doctor Who story with William Hartnell called The Gunfighters. I was pretty sure, even though it's not one I've seen many times, that Doc Holliday was in that and that he was a dentist. And I don't know where that came from, but I, I often seem to have been like that when we were doing quizzes. I, I, I always was the one who knew something obscure and I was always surprised that I knew it. So it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, maybe maybe everyone's like that or maybe it's just me um, I can't get a lot of answers right but I um, sometimes I, I get that one or two that the others haven't <laughs> Cromarty, are you still awake? yes, yes but I, I did hear you sorry, I, I was listening and I forgot to speak <laughs> so what um, what, what uh, would you uh, listen to if you were sad? Um, I think, well, I'm just thinking of two examples of times when I was quite sad, a long time ago now, but I think it sort of led the way for situations since. Um, back in 1993, I was sad. I was at university before I met you, and, um... Yeah, the the band Duran Duran released their album, the the wedding album. Oh, Paul, was is it a sad album? Ah, no, no, that that's the thing. You know, there, there were probably some ballads on there, um, "Ordinary World," "Come Undone," but there's also lots of really upbeat songs, like "Too Much Information," and that's when I realised that if I'm sad, I often don't really want to listen to sad music. I want to listen to upbeat music, something that takes me away from things. Uh, I listened to that album for weeks and weeks. Oh, interesting, Paul. I guess everybody's different. I guess, you know, I guess I'm not so different. Uh, that brass band music I was saying about, I listened to it because it reminds me of happier times. So, yes, I guess I'm not wallowing in sadness myself either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I think in 2001, um, I was sad. 
at some point. And Kylie's album Fever came out, and that had things like Can't Get You Out of My Head, and all the songs were pretty much upbeat songs. And I listened to that album a lot, it cheered me up. Um, and um, yeah, I remember when I got into the Smiths in the mid 90s, but you know, long, a long time after they'd split up, and yet when Marty was uh, releasing solo stuff and when he was still a bit more sort of uh, popular uh, I wasn't saying quite such dubious things as he often seems to these days and one of my friends who was a big Smiths fan probably from back in the day said to me well, why are you listening to the Smiths you're not unhappy and I, I said well I don't, I don't really find the Smiths or Marcy unhappy find them sort of ironic or funny or um, right on the nose sort of you know spot on and so it doesn't depress me at all um, but uh, he obviously sort of even though he liked them he kind of thought them of he thought of them as sort of sad music or music to listen to when you were feeling down or depressed or I don't know um, it's a bit like a bit like The Cure and things like that I guess goth music Smiths aren't really goth music but The Cure is and Susie and the Banshees uh, I like both The Cure and Susie and I don't find that they make me sad though Gromity your sleep. Mm. I think this time he is asleep. <laughs> Perhaps it's time to go to sleep myself. Night comedy. It's definitely asleep. <laughs> oh. Hello, listeners. It's me. Cuthbert the Robot, we're having a quick break now from the events of our sleepover to share with you some sudden park clips from the summer of 1996. They actually follow on from the last clips that we shared with you, but you don't have to worry about remembering anything in particular. Just sit back and relax. Happy listening! Exclamation. Whilst they were sitting at their shots and things, Jay and I are going to pop down to this place where the pollution was and see, what, see what's going on. If you remember, when Nick and I came up here, I sort of got the idea that that strange-looking stone had some, something to do with it, but I don't know. Anyway, Horda can get on with the, uh, the other business, and uh, then we've got to be heading back. Hmm. I don't suppose there's much I can do with Luke if he's not going to, he's going to keep quiet about things, but I'm sure it was him. One day we'll find out what really does go on about him. And that sewer pipe was just around here. I wish I'd taken a sample of the water. We didn't mean to, but I bet it's all been cleared up now. I've seen a couple of sort of um, those tape things that sort of cordoning off areas and things. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole lake's dried up anyway. I think it's just up here. 
Looks right to you, does it, Jay? Jay? Hmm. Ah, it was here, wasn't it? Well, the water's not dried up. But it's a different colour. It's muddy. It's more like a normal. Oh, I don't know. Well, as far as I can tell, this looks like a normal stream. Before it was a funny colour. Um, chances are the pollution's been covered up. Another government cover up, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd like to come back here again. Maybe I can take some sample. Um, I wonder. I'm going to sort out a sample. No sign of that rock here anymore. That stone, if you remember. Yeah. I'll try and get a sample of the water. Maybe I can take it back and show it to Troby, but it uh, mm. doesn't look too good. Don't look polluted anymore. It just looked like muddy, didn't it? Oh. Come on, Jay. Oh, come back. Oh, do I need, come on, are you right, Jay? Yeah. It doesn't look polluted anymore. It doesn't. I say there'd be a cover up. Um, of some sort. Wherever that, that stone, though, that was always mysterious. Last time we were here, there was a strange looking stone just lying. It was like the source of the water. There was a spring, the spring sort of. But that's not here anymore, that's been moved. Oh, I don't know where. It's not here now. All is right. The stone has been moved, taken away by government officials. What it exactly was, we may never really know. Safe to say, it is another one of those mysteries relating to Sutton Park. Well, I've got the water sample. No sign of the stone. Can't see there's much more I can do. If only we'd come back here sooner. I wonder. I've got video footage of that stone on tape, you know, on video. Maybe, maybe with the water, the old video footage. Maybe something could be dug out. Maybe Troby can suggest something. I want to know where that stone is. It wasn't ordinary. I suppose I must get back to the others, but... Hmm. What to do, eh? With the video footage, the water sample, something's got to come of it. I'll find out about this yet. Cover up or no cover up. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it out, don't worry. You'll get it sorted right. Oh yeah, we'll get it sorted. The water, the stone. We'll find the truth about that. We'll sort the business out about Luke as well. And we'll find the Cromities. This is a new era of Sutton Park. This is a new beginning. No more letting these unanswered questions 
go unanswered, if you know what I mean. No more unanswered questions. Yes. We'll find the answer to all our questions. I don't know quite how we're going to go about it, but we'll get it sorted. Yeah, there's a lot of things to be sorted out. And having started this new job, sorry, starting this new job, I haven't got the time, but... I'll take this water sample to Mr. Trowbridge next time we're back home, which is a couple of weeks' time. Shall try my best to find out what's going on with Luke. There's 102,000 million different things I've got to do, but uh, we'll get it sorted. Anyway, I won't, I won't mention anything to Luke this time. I'll lie low, be quiet about it. The Moon Beast invasion is probably the most urgent thing I've got to be dealing with. Or the, the Cromity business. We'll get back to the filming, I suppose. It's the last scene of the day, then we can get back home. There's a lot to be done. Hopefully Horn has got the footage he wants. I shall see you later. Don't you worry, we'll get it sorted. Sooner or later. Filming's going well, viewers. Well, quite well. Hmm. Got a few good shots for the documentary. Hmm. Last few shots of the day. Get a, a, a sort of in here. Okay, break's over. If you could keep your clothes on in this scene, Nick, please. Um, Paul, yeah. who the hell are you? Sorry? We're doing a scene here, start off. What? It's my big moment, go on, I've been doing the behind. Warner. Yes? I do promise you that next year you will have your own. Oh, it's just a red, it's just a red, it's a red, it's a red glove. It's a red Your own film. Your own film. Okay, okay, I know. Film. You will have your own film to do, I promise you, Paula. Can you Implicit. not talk to me like that, please? Gives you all excited. Say films, films. Any money in these films? That's difficult, isn't it? it? Yes. Money and you. What? Money and you. You don't even know who I am. Piss off. Luke. No. I know you're Luke. Luke? You better Luke out. Who do you think you are? Ben Kenobi? What? Yeah, just, just get on with this. Portly filmer. Oh, oh blimey. <laughs> say lots to be done. Um, heck a lot to be done now we're back. First of all I'd like to talk to Horner. I still not got a good, re uh, good answer out of him. I mean I know that I spoke this test you know this test that oh, this test this business strange business this conspiracy this whole thing 
still not much closer to finding out. I know, I mean, going to Birmingham didn't help at all. Um, what I want to know is uh, what exactly I'm going to find when I go to Reading. At the moment, uh, I mean, I, I want to go to Reading, but it's, it, I'm nearby, but, uh, well, my auntie's busy at the moment, she can't fit me in. Um, uh, well, you know, I've, and there's so many other things. I want a good answer out of Horner. I want a clear answer of what's going on. Cleo still thinks that Clive knows what's, you know, knows stuff, but... Mm. Is Horner now? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm going to sit and wait, he's been out all day. I'm going to ask him. He's been dodging the questions long enough. He's got to give me an answer. I mean, Gordon Goss Memories are still sort of on the case, as it were, but uh, I don't suppose they'll find anything. Oh, I still haven't... Uh, prospects of Katrina Hortensia coming back aren't uh, any helping matters. I'm still no... haven't heard, seen... there's no sight nor sound of, of either of the Cromarties. Oh, here he is. Let's ask him a few questions, eh? Been a long weekend, Paul. I wouldn't trust that filthy look as far as I could throw him. Oh, what's your problem, eh? What's my problem? Oh no, I wouldn't trust Luke. I don't don't understand what's going on. But I want to ask. Listen. Enough. Of, I know it's been a long day. Yes, it has. But there's something I've got to talk to you about. Okay? Will it wait until I've had a shower? No, Horner, it won't. Look, what's the problem? As if you don't know. You've been trying to avoid me, but I've hardly seen you in the last few days. Where have you been? D dashing off? You weren't even there to help us with the comedy business. I mean, you know what I want to ask you about. You know what questions I want answered. Listen, Horner. This business, this cover-up, this conspiracy. I want answers, and I want them now. Do you hear? And so, meanwhile, back in the New Forest, Mr. Trowbridge returns. How his pony friends found any more of the meteorites? Uh, meteor, yes, meteorites, sorry. <coughs> Get it right. Uh, has a, uh, have they, um, uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, um, let's go and ask him. So, Mr. Trowbridge, have you found any more meteorites? Or um, have your friends, the ponies, found anything? They found a lot to eat, that's about all. Um, oh dear. That's, that's his evidenced, really. Oh, oh dear. Um, I think, they, well, I mean, I've asked them. They said they'd keep an eye out, but... Well... Not much luck, then? Not yet, anyway. I mean, I'll, I'll come back here later and okay. see what I can find. You've still got the other one, the, the oh, one that you... Yeah, should... somewhere. Um, probably, yes. I expect so. Good, uh, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. Ah, here we are. Yes, here we are. Yes, good. 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 Uh, we'll see what we can make of that. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Oh, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, elsewhere. <coughs> you can go now. It's finished. It's finished. Go, go. Meanwhile, elsewhere.
Dr. Paul, do you like going to university? Did I like going to university? Uh, <laughs> it, it, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I was like, you know, counting down the days. Um, I didn't really know where I was going to university until only a few weeks before because I made the wrong well I sort of made the wrong choices of A-level to a certain extent or they were a bit limited um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at university uh, I didn't want to do English even though that was my best subject I mean I would have done creative writing sort of English but I didn't want to do English literature couldn't think of anything worse. I mean, I could do it, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, I see. So what were you going to do at university? <laughs> Stupidly. I was looking at media studies courses, but this is when media studies was like a new subject. And you needed really high grades, and I wasn't going to get those. But I was offered a media studies course with history at Luton. I went to an open day. Well, I didn't. <laughs> My friend Elaine and I went to Luton, intending to go to the open day. But we never bothered when we got there because we got so lost. And I kind of decided I don't think I want to live in Luton. Um, I didn't really want to do history as a split subject anyway. I wasn't that good at it and that in or that interested in it. Um, and that's when I came up with the idea... Well, no, when we were looking, when I was looking at courses that were available, I came up with the idea of uh, like uh, doing library studies, which really is what I should have been doing in the first place. I don't know why that never came up, considering we have librarians in the family. Oh, yes, Paul. Oh, yes, they know that. Um, so, I mean, thankfully... Thankfully, I had some friends already up in the Birmingham area, uh, although that um, was a mixed blessing in a way. Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. And um, but anyway, I didn't have to. I didn't have to go in the halls of residence because it was a bit too late to be applying for that. But I, I'm really glad in a way because having to be sociable, having to be with strangers, that. I mean, that's the making of some people, but it, I really wasn't keen. Sure, sure, Paul. Yes. I'm a shy yeti. You weren't a shy yeti back then, though, Paul. I was not, no. No, that wasn't until the noughties. Um. Sorry. <sighs> Am I keeping you up, Paul? No, no. This is the whole point of sleepovers. You chat when you're half asleep. Oh, yes, I suppose so. So, yeah, I stayed with the family. I've probably said this to you before. I stayed with the family. Before, this was before I knew you, of course. Stayed with the family in Sutton Coalfield, about ten minutes' walk from one of the Sutton Park gates. And I was quite keen on that. When I saw that there was a big open space... Little did I know the reputation of Sutton Park at that point. 
employees well it's not widely known no um but yeah it gave me somewhere to explore there's a big park i'm sure i never fully explored it you had to go to well you know you know about Southern Park but there are lots of different entrances to Southern Park and uh, yeah, it's a sort of case of getting a, a bus to different gates to make it possible to explain to explore the whole place uh, which I think I probably did I, I think I probably did enter the park via every gate there was at least I hope I did if I didn't and that was very remiss of me because obviously um, different parts of the park were more accessible for me so I tended to explore the parts that were closest to home to start with anyway. What did you think of Sutton Coalfield? Sutton Coalfield? Um, it's quite, yeah it was alright. Um, I got my food, you know, paid for with my rent but I, um, I sort of, you know, you always want to nip in and get a few extra treats. <laughs> Sorry. But back in 92, there was definitely an R price or one of those sort of record shops. Um, and there was a Boots, back when Boots still sold records and tapes and stuff. There were other shops, but I don't really remember going in many many other shops. I don't know if there was a bookshop of any sort. It must have been a W. H. Smith's. I would have thought there was a Woolworths, but I couldn't honestly tell you that I remember either of those two. Um, I do remember a different arcade with a supermarket in it, which I guess I might have popped into if I wanted a sandwich for lunch or something. I only got um, breakfast and... My evening meal as part of my event. It was, um, uh, yeah, not not sort of middle of the day food. But then I could either have something at the canteen at the university if, if I was in college that day, or if I had a free day, then yeah, chances are I was probably um, I was probably pottering off somewhere. Of course, Birmingham is like, well, it's sort of made of lots of different towns. I mean, there's the central Birmingham. Of course, there were good shops there, record shops, big record shops, small record shops. Um, as time went on, yeah, I didn't you know, investigate the main city centre more. But then there were lots of other towns that probably would have their own little record shops or even chain record shops or whatever. Um, did seem a lot cheaper up there. Back in Salisbury, um, I used to have like a weekly travel pass for the buses. I don't know, I can't remember now whether it was £30 a week or a month to travel, you know, anywhere within the, the Birmingham area on a bus. I know as time went on, we even, um, uh, you know, we were on a circular bus route and my flatmate Kerry and I would sometimes on a Wednesday afternoon just hop on the bus, just go round the the, 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 the the route. I certainly did that occasionally when I was doing uh, filming. 
I'd uh, probably picked out a few places I'd quite like to get off the bus at, whether it be because the canal was there or there was an interesting looking park or woodland or um, so that was all quite handy for Paul. So long ago now. So long ago, yeah. But what about the course? What about the people on the course? Oh, well, you know, there was a guy called Malcolm who I was friends with. But that was, you know how you meet people on the first day and you sort of hang out with them and Malcolm was probably, he was a mature student. He seemed a lot older, but he may have only been in his late 20s, early 30s, or he might have been a bit older. I feel like he had family, wife and family. And he, it's funny because, yeah, I did spend quite a lot of time with him uh, like at university for the first few weeks, but I don't know we had much in common. And then I met people I did have more in common with. Um, of course, when you do these courses, you have to do group work and you're not always in the same group, so you do get to meet different people. Sometimes they're good people, sometimes they're people who don't pull their weight. Um, two best friends, well, I'm sure you know this, was Kerry and Phil. And Phil um, uh, dropped off the course when we went to placement because he failed his second year exams. Uh, and yeah, we still stayed in touch on and off for a few years after university to try and contact him quite recently, but uh, he uh, seemed to have moved on and didn't really want to be in touch with Kerry or I anymore. Um, it is a long time, Paul. Yeah, it is a long time. I don't think I've ever contacted somebody who used to be a good friend and had them kind of go, oh, hi, uh, why are you contacting me? Uh, that's been a long time. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I didn't choose to lose contact. Um, people are weird. They most certainly are, Paul. But, uh, usually when you don't see somebody for a long time and you get try and get back in touch with them, Quite pleased or excited to hear from you, but uh, there we go. But you just had those two friends? Well, no, I mean, had other sort of people I got on well with or talked to at university, but a lot of them went back to their own families or partners or... Um, I've said this before, I'm pretty sure. There were a few people on the course who'd come straight out of school or maybe after a gap year. Then there were mature students in their late 20s and there were quite a lot of women in their 40, uh, no, 30s probably who had perhaps their kids had now gone, gone to big school and they wanted to retrain and get back into the work market get back into the work market but get some uh, better qualifications so they, in a way it kind of suited me because it wasn't like I don't know I don't know if, if you're on a course where everyone's 18 whether it can go a bit silly a bit like sixth year or whether everyone is very diligent and I mean not that I wasn't silly but um, I quite appreciated being with older people I think I felt in my last years of uh, school that hanging out with 18 year olds I felt like because I already had older friends I felt like 18 year olds were all a bit silly not as silly in the way that I'm silly but just sort of like uh, you know obviously my friends at school Harry and Robin well, they were more like me. I didn't think of them as being silly, or I liked hanging out with them, but I don't know. Sounds like I was, I was a bit of a snob, but I don't mean it to sound like that. I know, Paul, I know. 
It's difficult. It's a, it's a funny time, isn't it, around that age? Oh, every age seems a bit funny to me. <laughs> For different reasons. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm trying to think where you lived when I met you first time. Um, well, I would have been in Erdington. Uh, but not, but the second place I lived in Erdington. Because when I had to leave Sutton Coalfield because they couldn't keep renting out the place, I moved into Kerry's house in Erdington. It was the Sutton Coalfield side of Erdington. But, um... There was a story to that as well, because when Kerry had moved into that house, um, I think when he was looking for accommodation, there was a list of accommodation where the landlords took girls or boys or both. or And because his name is Kerry, it was put on the wrong list. He ended up on the uh, um, girls list. Uh, his name is spelled C-E-R-I, but... Uh, I mean, I, I had a boss who was Kerry, and that was K-E-R-R-Y. But anyway, um, they agreed to have him stay, as he seemed to be sensible. <laughs> um, and uh, then there was a girl. There was another girl in 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 the next door room, who was also on our course. But she moved out just before. Um, I needed to move in, so I had her room. But at the end of uh, at the end of that, you know, that end of that term, the guy, the the, the husband who owned the place, sort of said, "We're not taking students next year." And I don't know if that was a way of getting rid of us because they wanted to start again with girls, or whether they, yeah, they simply didn't, uh, they simply weren't taking any more students. Um, so. Kerry and I looked around. I can't remember how many houses we went to. Definitely went to one where you sort of came up the staircase and, and then you were in the room. And I really like that, but I don't think... It, it's a bit like a, one of the bedrooms that Nick had in, in the first house that he lived in. Uh, I t- I've probably told the story before, um, comedy, because we did talk about houses in an episode. Apologies if I'm going over things you already know. Oh, but you lived in that uh, house by the lake in in Erdington, quite near, um, oh, what was it, um, uh, 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 um, Spaghetti Junction. Yeah, the motorway or whatever it is, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a real find. That was a lovely uh, place to live, really, because, you know, houses one side and then a lake the other. And the trees around the lake kind of hid any sort of sign of spaghetti junction. And also sort of muffled any noise you might have got. We weren't so close. I don't think you'd have heard them. You know, we must have been 10 or 15 minutes walk away. But you could sort of see them in the distance. Uh, I was on a good route for university. And, uh, yeah, and on this circular bus route around Birmingham, as it turned out... um, with, you know, another lake not so far away where we could film at. So two lakes. Um, it's also quite a big cemetery. Although, I don't know how, if I ever went in or, or, or ever really filmed at that cemetery because 
it didn't, it didn't really feel like one of those sort of cemeteries you get in London where you can sort of just potter around and it's like a nature you know, um, a nature place as much as a, as a cemetery. Um, I, I have a feeling that, yeah, I don't remember ever going really into that cemetery. I think perhaps there wasn't really an entrance to the closest corner of the cemetery to me. Um, you had to go, I don't know, it was quite enclosed by this big wall. I wasn't sure about sort of just pottering around. Um, Toby and I, yeah, as I say, we've potted around cemeteries in London, but then they're almost encouraged, you know, like, come to Highgate Cemetery or come to Brompton Cemetery. Uh, yeah, that was a nice place to live. Had a nice view out onto the, the allotments at the back, and Kerry had a nice view down onto the lake. Um, yeah, I lived there from 1993 until 1996 on and off I left I left in 1994 uh, the Easter so after, after after like two terms I had to leave to go and do my placement then I came back at the start of 1995 and stayed until the summer and then left and then got a job back in Birmingham and went back from November 95 until Easter 96 and then had to come home and then got then started my job in Camberley where I met Callum uh, of course you met me uh, yeah, I can't remember if you met me in Birmingham or the, yeah you must have met me in Birmingham maybe when I came back in 1995 um, you never really told me where you lived well you know before we met I can't remember maybe some of it's uh, on Sutton Park tapes <laughs> Cromarty Cromarty oh, he's falling asleep always happens he gets me talking and because he's not talking he falls asleep bless him her mind <laughs> oh dear no night Michelle. Sorry viewers, 
Uh, Nick's upstairs, she's uh, reading a story to Jess, and um, Jay's, I've told him to go and have a chat with Michelle. I'm just making, sorting out some tea and stuff, I'll speak to you in a bit, alright? Alright, go on then. Good programme, Nick. It's alright. I met Jess, I did. That's nice. Now a cup of tea. Not bad. Something mm. up. What? Something up. Of course, there's something up. What? What's wrong? What's wrong? Is that Nick? No, no, it's nothing to do with Nick. It's Is you. No, it's nothing to do with him. It's you. What? What have I done? Not I thought you'd have known by now. What? I didn't mean to do that thing with Tabitha. I'm not talking about that. You had to bring that up again, didn't you? Remind me of it, yeah? Rub salt in the wound. She left the she got where is she? She here anymore. She gone. Of course she's gone. I threw her out. Dirty little slut she is. Well, what have I done then? Was it that time I went and nicked that box of chocolate out of your cup? Oh, you didn't know about that, did you? No, nothing. What box of chocolate? Nothing, nothing. It was Andy. Not Andy, Luke. Luke, he did it. Why do it like Andy? But it was Lisa did it. Do you think I fell out of an apple tree or something? Sorry, what have you done? I mean, what's wrong? What's up? What's up? What's up, eh? What's... There's no sugar in this tea, that's what's up. Oh! But I had it all in my cup of tea. I had 75. Sorry, I didn't know that really else took sugar. I had 75 lumps. That's disgusting, you'll get worms. Can't drink any more of this. I'm sorry. Don't shout me, I have things in my ear today. I'm not shouting at you. Sorry. If I was shouting at you, you'd know I was shouting at you. Believe me, I am not shouting at you now. Okay. Oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Because it was joking. Oh, thanks, flipping heck. I've had an awful day. I can't remember what happened. But it's not one of those drinking things. I, what? No, we went out. Like, I can't sit around a bit better. I can't just face you because I could hurt my neck otherwise. I've had an awful day. I went out and came back, right? And Mr. Twobbledge, he says, he says, can you help me with some things? And, and then uh, I can't remember what happened. And next thing I remember, I've got an old in my head. Look. Why, well, the fellow? No, it was a big spike in my head. Like a syringe. What's been the up? Syringe. I can't see anything. Yeah, it's a very small hole, but look, it's swing. I had a syringe in my head. Well, did you go to the hospital? Well, I stuck my head under the water, and the water came through. I dribbled, dribbled it out of the other ear. Hmm. Well, you should need a tetanus after that, you know. Yeah? What's your tetanus then? Tetanus, it protects you from any germs. It might have been on that 
We didn't look after the worms Supposed I got. Supposed syringe. Yeah. I got some worms, I said. No, I didn't say you got oh. worms. I said you'll get worms. Oh, sorry. Eating that much sugar. Sorry. Just a term of phrase. Oh, oh, damn I don't know if it's down here in the south. Oh. It's like if you're in the hot weather, yeah? Mm. If you like got too many clothes on or anything. Mm. My mum used to say to me, Oh, you'll be breathing maggots in that coat. Take it off. Funny. She did, and she used to say, You want to go to the foot of our stairs? Nice, did she used to say, Oh, God, lots of things. Mm. It's a bit it's a bit black over Bill's mother's, isn't it? Mm. But you don't know what that means. Who's Bill? Bill, everyone says he's Bill. Bill. I don't know, I don't know who Bill is. Oh. It's just, it's, if it's like a big black cloud in the sky, yeah? Mm. She's never Bill's mother's. Mm. Yeah. I did not have an experiment. It was me mucking around. Hey? I did not have an experiment. I was mucking around. <laughs> oh, my head's hurting. Do you want some aspirin? Oh, my head. It's all coming back. What's coming back? Oh, oh, oh my God. What's wrong? Little Jay, what's wrong? I can remember. I can remember everything now, suddenly. Remember why? What have you forgotten? You know when I said I got the speak spike in my head? Yeah. It wasn't an accident. I remember. Mr. Trobley said to me, can I use you as an expert? Like a guinea pig thing, right? And he he wanted you for a guinea pig? I said, you don't look anything like a guinea pig. I got a little tap. No, I haven't. No, no but I know he, he said he wanted me as a guinea pig, and he was doing a test on me, and he pushed me down on the on the, on the table, yeah. and he stuck he speaks the wind in my ear. He did, and then when, no, no. When I tried to tell Paul, right? Mm. When I tried to tell Paul, um, Mr. Tropelich said, no, 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 it's not true. He's just making it up. And then, and then he, whilst Paul wasn't looking, he tried to hypnotise me. That's why I kept saying the thing about. It was true. So uh, it's a little bit far fetched, though, isn't it? You've got to admit. It does sound and I can't see any hole in your head. It seems to have healed up. Oh, no one could ever believe me. So you're getting pains in your head? Well, it's better now because it was like it was the hypnotism thing that was making me all. Oh, uh, I don't believe tinkle. in hypnotism, little Jay. I don't know if I can help you on this score. Really. It was true. Mm. It really was. How am I going to make you believe me? I don't know. Come on, little Jay. Hey. Bad puss buddies think you can up. I just like little mice bad pussy girl. We will match you! Ooh, Charlie Bounce. Bag puss will get a big yawn and settle down to sleep. No, I don't remember it that clearly. Is he Apple? <laughs> don't you remember Professor Apple? Vaguely. But the woman called used to be like, how are you? How are you? I spent the days going to the chef's talking facts. Hey, I was only about five when Bag Puss came out. You could only have been about six. Mm-mm-mm. You're fucking fine, you're on the shed at six. Yeah, well, I'm tired of this, eh? What images come into your head? Well, this. Oh, he's no, he's no, no sign of Paul. He's gone upstairs to read Jester's book. I 
sudden do remember about Mr. Cobbledge. Tried to hypnotise me and make me scared, but he was using me as an experiment. But I've told Nick and I've told Michelle and they don't believe me. Oh, never mind, eh? Never like Mr. Trowbridge again, though. He's an horrible man. Nick, I've been doing an episode about sleepovers. Yeah. Um, um, I must admit, when I was a child, I don't think... I mean, now we kids, sleepovers are, is, is a common thing. It's, you know, it's, it's given. Um, whereas when I was a kid, um, I think it was, it, was, it was there, but it wasn't as commonplace. I mean, I've, it wasn't considered until... I think I, I had a sleepover with my friend Andrew Cook in 1979 and uh, it was because I was convinced that there was a uh, ghost in the uh, in, my, in the bathroom and at the anniversary of seeing that ghost or supposedly seeing that ghost I actually um, got him round and he was a great one for famous five books and uh, he <laughs> I think he rather got involved got rather carried away in the adventure of them and um, I think he assumed that we were going to see some ghost. And I think our imaginations would run away with us that night. And, um, well, it which led to some nightmares and goodness knows what. So it was the nearest I'd come to a Halloween night. Uh, but that really, I mean, I've obviously since, since had sleepovers. Um, there's been yourself and everything, you know, but I, they, I don't know if, they, I don't know if they're actually still called sleepovers if you're, if you're an adult. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I was thinking of the ones we had when we when we were in your 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 bedroom. Yeah, um, chatting away. Um, but, yeah, that was um, that was some time ago now. Because it was a wee while since I actually lived there. But yeah, I mean that was. I was just trying to think the first first time you would have stayed over. Um, you probably didn't actually stay over with me until about ninety two. Mm. Um, because of course you before that you before you went to university you were literally only a, a short car journey away. Yeah. Mm. So um, I, I think probably that was the that was the one. But yeah. Um, we used to we used to go and stay at Elaine's house. That's right. I used to love that because mm. she had such a lovely cosy house. It always smelt so nice, like fresh laundry. And her dad was a plumber, mm. so you know he had really perfected the, and it was always warm. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, a, and of course her parents were lovely. So um, yes, it was it was always a delight to stay over at the lane, and I'm um, rather rather miss those days. You know, yeah. it'd be nice. I um, I, I um, 
I think I used to sometimes stay at my friend Sarah's house when I was a child. Yeah. But, uh, um, although, again, we didn't live very far away, so I'm not quite sure if that was more like if my parents were, like my parents were going out for the evening and it was a way of having a, a cheap babysitter just <laughs> to go and stay over there. But, uh, um, but uh, yeah. there's a thing, babysitters. I I, I don't actually remember. Um, I suppose I would have. I must have had one. Uh, I know my my sister had one the night I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the the Smiths who lived opposite uh, where Harry was. Um, but yeah, I must, I must have had one. I, I had Alex, Alex and Paula, who were the daughters of the. Uh, lady who run the shop in the village. Um, and I think because of them that I got to see Saffron Steel. Because hey. I think. Um, and um, we also had Auntie Valerie, who was my brother's uh, godmother. Um, she lived in the village. She definitely did babysitting. Yeah. And, uh, possibly somebody called Lynn, who also lived down the road. I think she might have done a... I think she might have been a babysitter as well. And, of course, our mutual friend, Alan, um, had none other than Kate Bush as his babysitter when he was, <laughs> when he was a child, um, even though there's only about seven years between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was only eight years between me and my sister, and she would have babysat me quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a nice, nice concept. I wish I'd done more of it. Um, and I wish I'd stayed at somebody else's house as well, so... Yeah, I sort of... Um, I definitely had people staying here, like possibly Harry and Robin and probably Kerry and Phil from university, but I was in my bed, so I didn't get to have the nat- do the nattering <laughs> if they did the nattering. You've got to have a natter yeah. with those. Uh, it's, it's, it's very important to the natter. Mm. listeners that's all we've got time for this episode i hope you're hope you're not falling asleep during this episode i hope you're wide awake wake up <laughs> yeah um anyway i hope you enjoyed some of our little chatters i hope it maybe reminded you of times when you used to have sleepovers with friends or as i say maybe you still do or you know maybe you have nice long chats with your your other halves there's no sort of guarantee though um so it's, yeah it, for me it's something i kind of kind of miss that uh to chat uh, so it was nice to uh i know it's slightly staged with uh, 
comedy, but uh, he was up for the experiment. And uh, I think I probably said more than him, but there we go. Um, but anyway. Well, that's all we've got time for, and uh, we have got plenty of other episodes in the can, so we'll be back again soon. You just, you just take care. Make sure you take care, and we'll be back again. So, okay. Uh, bye for now. Bye-bye. How did it come out? Uh, the recording, I mean. Oh, very well, I think. Um, I'm a little bit conscious that I probably, uh, you know, said more than uh, uh, than you did. But, you know, I am known for being a bit of a chatterbox. That's okay, Paul. I, I did listen, I promise. You did drop off, though. I did drop off, yes. Well, we had to have a way of ending each conversation I guess so yes I don't know that I could do you know um uh regular sort of uh um sleepover chats um with people these days it depends really I often find that when when it's time for bed I am that tired that I fall asleep within minutes um but uh, probably explains I was a lot better at, at sort of sleepover chats back in the day because probably because I was younger um, but uh, well Paul it was fun it was fun it was nice it was nice to uh, to talk and you're right there's definitely a different atmosphere when you're talking with the lights out just sort of sharing your innermost sort of worries and fears yeah yeah I uh, I don't know we got quite that dark, but yeah, that's what we would have done back in the day. Yeah, no, no, Paul, I know. It, uh, it was fun. It was fun. If you ever need a sleepover buddy again, just call my name. <laughs> I will, promise you. I'm glad it was you. I'm glad it was you. Oh, and uh, didn't you get to speak to Nick as well? I did. Yes, it was nice to speak to Nick, considering he was my chief sleepover buddy. So thanks to him for helping out this episode. And thanks to you, of course, Comedy. I can hear the theme music uh, playing. Oh, yes. Well, my pleasure. Always keen to help. Uh, we better go. Yep. Better go. All right, listeners. Bye now. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network.
Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Hello again, listeners. Please note, our final scene involves Yeti Uncle John and was recorded when he was still in shame jail in late 2021. That is all you need to know. Goodbye now, exclamation. You did what? I had a sleepover with Cromarty. A sleepover? In fact, I had more than one. Were you in the same bed? Um, no. No. We, we made up a, a, a bed for him on the floor. But it wouldn't matter. It's only because I, I, I'm sleeping in Callum's bed at the moment. Well, it's not it's Callum's old bed, and it's not big enough for two. It's a big single bed. You know what Callum's bed looks like. Well, I'm glad to hear you didn't share a bed with him. Is that jealousy, I hear? Yeti Uncle John? No, it just seems inappropriate. Sleeping with one of your co-hosts? We weren't sleeping together. Yeti Uncle John, you're so old-fashioned. What if we were? Property and I have known each other on and off for... getting on for 30 years. Yeah, well... I've known you on and off for at least 30 years. Yeah, mostly off with you. Uh, it's not very nice. Uh, why were you even doing this? Why was I doing this? I was doing it because I was just thinking about how I used to have a lot of sleepovers with friends back in the day when our backs weren't so sore and uh, you could sleep on the floor after a night out and uh, you'd natter with your friends until you fell asleep. Oh, it sounds most unseemly. You're not telling me you never did that yourself. You never, you never went round a friend's house and slept on the sofa or natted till you both fell asleep. Or, oh, uh, I guess so. But I didn't make it into a podcast, Paul. Didn't make it into a podcast, Paul. It was just an experiment. Just wanted to see, you know, if we could capture the same old uh, uh, sort of sleepover chats that I used to have with with Nick or whatever. But. Uh, they didn't last as long. What? We didn't have the staying power. You what? We didn't have the staying power of chatting. We, well, I managed to stay awake so I could turn the recorder off, but uh, no, I think we managed about 20 minutes before Cromarty dropped off. Oh, that's because you were boring, Paul. Were you, were you telling him about poetry? <sighs> I'm not talking to you anymore yet, Uncle John. Uh, it's a good thing you're still in shame jail. Not for much longer. No, not for much longer. I'm surprised you don't have... Do you not have sleepover chats with your cellmate? No, I do not. He knows to shut up. Oh, so no. Zip, zip it. Don't want any chatting. I need to sleep. You really talk to him like that. My goodness. Uh, oh, well, I'll... Uh, I'll let you... Uh, I'll let you go. Um, yes. Yeah. No more, no more sleepovers with Cromarty, please. No more sleepovers. Cromarty and I will sleep over together as often as we like. We might have a sequel episode uh, up our sleeves. Who knows? Oh, oh. I'm going now, Paul. All right, bye-bye. Yes, goodbye.
Dear, oh dear. Cromartie, <laughs> did you hear that? I did. Uh, listeners, I had the the phone on. I, I had it on the speaker. I think he was a bit jealous, don't you, Cromartie? Well, maybe, maybe. There's certainly something going on there. There may be hope yet, although why you'd want to have a closer relationship with Yeti Uncle John, I'm really not sure, but that's up to you, Cromartie. Oh, oh dear, I know. <laughs> well, well, well. Time for bed, I think. Yes, uh, time for bed. Night, listeners. Good night, listeners. I'm flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. No, oh, Paul. He's so sweet. Dealy. Hi, Dealy. 503. My God, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> mm.